All about investing in the future, you know. We gotta invest in the show. That's what I'm saying. And at least two of us cares, Tim. <laughs> at least two of us care. At least, at least two. <laughs> well, let's go ahead That's and a jump. Good percentage. We're, we're gonna jump right in. We're at episode 65, which is. Listen, this is how much of an analytical nerd I am. You said two, so I thought two out of three, and we're almost at episode. We're at episode 65, which is about two thirds, right? If you did percentage, I don't know, man. Listen. <clears throat> I'm fighting a bit of a cold, so my brain is a little bit off. I'm so glad that I took time this week to write down a bunch of notes because uh, it gives me something to follow, to go through. I'm just having one of those days where – so I had today off, and my body was like, sweet, day off. We'll let you be real sick, which has been super annoying. Um, so right right now I've got some uh, – I think I've got the last couple hours of DayQuil still in me, and as soon as we are done with our recording, I'm taking that NyQuil, and I'm going to bed. I uh, I would go the Mucinex route. I think Mucinex works better. Mucinex does work really well. Maybe I'll, we do have some of that. Maybe I'll do that. Mm. Mm. But um, anyway, well, let's just jump right in. I want to jump right to headlines first. And if we have time at the end, we can talk about a bunch of stuff we're playing. I do want to get some thoughts on Biomutant going too. Um, but we're going to jump right into headlines because there's lots of them. So Sure. What I thought would be cool is as we go through these... I am curious on a on a scale of one to, one to ten, your interest in either the game or the headline from both of you. So as I go through them, I am curious to hear your interest level. That just gives it a little something, as opposed to me just reading to you. All right. So number one, Square just announced Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate coming to. It just said coming out. I don't think it gave a time frame. It didn't say no. platforms. No. It just said it's going to have a darker tone. Interest level out of ten. I mean, eleven was was pretty excellent. It um, looked really good, and the beginning was fun, but I never got past that. Yeah, it it's it's cool because like it finishes like you could technically finish the game like where it ends, but then there's like an epilogue that actually is the continuation of the game and the actual true ending. Because um, there's there's some stuff that happens with uh, one of the characters in in the uh, later on in the game. You're like, oh, that's okay, and then after you finish the game quote unquote it's like then this kind of like this whole sort of unraveling with that so that gotcha. was actually really interesting so all right um i'm excited i mean dragon i definitely prefer final fantasy over dragon quest but 11 i really liked so i'm excited hey, do to you see care about the dragon quest games i feel like you liked 11 right or no me yeah i liked like the beginning like you i i started it twice i think yeah and then I never went any further. It it looks really good. Like visually, I got to give it credit. So we'll see what they do with twelve. Eleven was very lighthearted in its visuals, and even though the story I know had some serious moments, it still looked and felt very lighthearted. So we'll see what they mean by darker tone with twelve. Uh, speaking of Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Three HD remake was announced, and it's coming from the producer of Octopath Traveler. And I think you can see that in some of the visuals. It's not identical to Octopath or Bravely Default, no, but, but um, um, similar, right? Some similarities looks, there with the 3D, 2D depth they've added. Yeah, it, it's the, well, it's the same team. Um, same team, yeah. did Octopath. I think it looks excellent. Like, it looks really nice. I think this is, I think in people's heads, this is kind of what they imagine with them, like, remaking Final Fantasy 1 through 6. 
Yeah. And, I, and if they did like Final Fantasy 4, which they technically did the DS version, but like if they did it like this and for Final Fantasy 6, yeah, that would I want, be really Yeah, I want cool. 4, 5, and 6 in this type of style. I don't necessarily yeah. need them to make them all realistic and stuff like right, that. Right, 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 right. Um, so I'll skip your interest rating on this one, guys, but I thought it was interesting. It is a remake, so it's not a huge deal. Um, we'll jump over to Dead by Daylight, and the reason we're bringing yeah. it up at all is because there's a Resident Evil chapter revealed. I saw this, too. Um, tell me about this, Dan, and are you excited yeah. about this so, one? Funny enough, we this literally didn't come up at all during our Resident Evil um, when they did the showcase and announced the date for Village. They they showed like the trailer. They're like, yeah, like there's going to be a crossover, and we just completely forgot to mention it on that episode. So shame yeah. on us. Um, but yeah, they announced it. Um, it's June fifteenth. It's uh, yeah, it's a Resident Evil crossover with Dead by Daylight. So the stage is going to be the Raccoon City Police Department. Um, the new killer is going to be Nemesis. Yep. Stars. So I'm very, I'm very excited about that. Cause I, again, I've mentioned how my wife loves watching me play that game. And just yep. now she watches a couple of streamers. Um, so we kind of shared that, that excitement there. Nice. Um, and then Jill and, uh, Leon are the two new survivors that they're adding. So which games is Leon? Your wife is, Le- is Leon you Resident Evil? Yeah, she was watching me play Village. Um, she just doesn't like, like scary she enjoys, games. She enjoys those games too. She doesn't like. Well, she's such a weirdo. She she loves watching like stuff about serial killers and like actual yep. murder. But then like I'll play a horror game and she's like, "This is scary." I'm like, "You make no sense. I don't understand you. <laughs> You're confusing." But maybe it's the act of you know. playing it where it takes the control and therefore fear out of your I hands mean, a little bit. If yeah, they're purposefully plays. they're purposefully trying to scare you with those games. So, you know, for sure. So. Well, this is this is pretty cool. I'm glad I like seeing crossovers like that. You don't see it a ton, yeah. but that's cool. Uh, and they do show it. All right. Well, I want to get your guys interest level on this next one. Uh, I don't know if you have a chance to watch this today. Ubisoft just aired a gameplay reveal and both they and um, Gorilla for their countdown for Horizon yesterday. Um both of them had a pretty unique countdown. They did a, mm-hmm. and now Horizons was hours long. Yeah, Horizons reminded five, me more. Five hours. Horizons reminded me, because I kind of skimmed through some of it after it aired, just to kind of see what they were showing. It mm-hmm. reminded me of when Ubisoft unveiled um, Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I yeah, actually yeah, thought yeah. was a really awesome reveal. Do you guys remember that last year? They had the like. Dude, the dude was like drawing, right? He was, do, he was doing mm-hmm. all kinds of like digital artwork. So he's yeah, doing like yeah. some Photoshop type stuff. And so it was just really cool the way he was adding the layers. And I thought that was a very creative reveal. And so um, this wasn't quite that creative, but it was still cool the way they showed it. Kind of had some, some Ken Burns effect on some of these images from from the Horizon Forbidden West setting. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Far Cry 6 also had a countdown. And they used all kinds of flags and imagery and from the setting and some of the characters. And then they had about a seven minute or so um, video where they had a whole bunch of, they had a trailer at the beginning, kind of a story trailer. Then they had, I think it was the director of the game. I think it was, uh, he came out and just kind of gave an intro. And then they did a more deep dive into gameplay stuff and then wrapped it up with revealing the release date, which is October 7th. So Far Cry 6 will be out on October 7th. Uh, And they Um, did say PC and consoles they didn't specify which but i'm hoping assuming yeah they there will be a true ps5 version <laughs> i'm assuming that ubisoft will do this that i can buy and then derek and i can play that one but um, um, did, did either of you watch this if not i'll give you some of the highlights i watched I watch, the um i watched oh, go ahead trailer yeah what do you think there was derek? a there was like a trailer and then there was like a gameplay one mm-hmm. 
The gameplay one was the one that I was impressed with. Yeah. Yep. And um, by the way, I did think, I did notice that they kept showing a female lead, but just like with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, mm-hmm. they highlighted the female lead for this particular gameplay thing, but you pick male or female version of Danny Rojas for your uh, your lead character. So, um, And I think they've done that with other of their games too. But anyway, you pick male or female version. Honestly, I wish they would just... I wish they would just pick a sex and stick with it. I don't. I would prefer like to play a certain character. Like I don't want it always to be choose your well, gender. No, just write it, in a gender. Write in a character. It's the backlash for Ubi for Ubisoft specifically. How like for, people were started complaining fairly recently. How like. Yeah, so many Assassin's Creed games. It's male leads. It's male leads. So I think it's kind of stemmed from that. So I know, but that's what I'm saying. I yeah. this is why I hate when stuff yeah. gets really big because you get people that they think their opinion matters. I just wish that we could get like for instance, Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon whatever the new one, the West one. I wouldn't want them to be like, hey, well, we want to be politically correct, so you can either play as Alloy or Alan. You know, I don't (laughs) want that. (laughs) Alan. It's either Aloy or A-Boy. You know, it's one of those two. the character that you wanted to create. Does that make sense? I I, I understand there are games that... I I do think they are overreacting to a small vocal minority. That being said... They are doing a pretty good job with like because I tried the female Avor after playing the full 100 hours of yeah. male Avor and I was like they did a pretty good job. I yeah I played I played fully. Fe- I didn't even even when I went to well actually when you go to that other thing technically but yeah female Avor I actually really liked. Um, yeah, I liked I liked the male Avor because the voice actor was actually an actor that's awesome from Last yeah. Kingdom. So I think I think both perspectives are fine, Derek. It, it, it's it obviously it's, when they it's... do it well. That's the difference. Yeah 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 yeah. Like what you could make an argument with Assassin's Creed Odyssey the the what they did with the male right. um, the brother because there was a brother and sister character that voice actor was a little grating to listen to. Uh, for that entire and so if they do it well it's fine but i'm kind of with you like i like the idea of tell me a story of a character you created you give me their whole backstory you tell me who they are what they look like and i'll play as that and then there's other games where i can create my character so i'm i I do agree in principle um tons of weapons in this game like so many some of them look very borderlands ish they -hmm. even describe Mm -hmm. it as some of them are powered by like old lawnmower motors and motorcycle motors and stuff like that just Really, really insane. And then tons of vehicles as well. You know, everything from a beat up old car that has some kind of like, uh, what's it called? A bulldozer thing on the front, like a yeah. shield thing on the, like all kinds of crazy stuff. And you can ride well, horses. And so what do you guys think about all the gameplay stuff? Tim, I'm looking at your notes here because I actually do look at them as opposed to someone. Okay. Um, and uh, you missed the most important part and I'm very offended. Let's Let's hear it. I mean, there's a wiener dog in a wheelchair and his name is Chorizo. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, is he in a wheelchair you... or does he have wheels for his back two legs? Well, it's tell. it's a wheelchair for a dog because yeah. that's basically the wheelchair version of yeah. for what it is for a dog. But yeah, I'm sorry that I missed that. Wiener yeah. dog, wheelchair. His name is Chorizo. Yeah, this is a ten out of ten game and already. Ubisoft's so. already put out a GIF of this little dog, knowing the be ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Um, the setting is in this fictional Caribbean island of Yara. At first, I thought it was like. Some like Colombia or something. I thought it was in South America based on what mm-hmm. we were seeing, but it's supposed to be a Caribbean island called Yara. 
And it looks very much like what you would expect in terms of that setting. You'll have some jungle areas. You'll have some small villages and farms. And then you'll have uh, the capital city. So you'll have a whole bunch of areas to explore. The, um, the backpacks that they were talking about or whatever they're called, those looked really cool. Part of sort of that like, kind of shot the. Yeah, because like obviously there seems to be a theme here with makeshift weapons. And yeah. like, yeah, there was like a backpack that looked like a jet, but it was like firing rockets. Like it yep. just was really kind of, you know, cobbled together like yep. MacGyver style. Like that's kind of what it gave me. MacGyver yep. vibes. And I listen, I am a big fan of Giancarlo Esposito. That guy is such a good actor. So he's going to be playing the dictator who is essentially rounding people up into work camps if they speak out against him. And so he's he's a dictator. He does, that's what he does. Emphasis on the dick. Am I right? Um, yeah. But I am I am actually I just got to season two. I'm rewatching kind of in the background uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, and I okay. can't wait for his character to show back up again. I'm in season yeah. two. I think he shows up in season three, I want to say. But um, yeah, he's so. just so good, man. I loved him in Mandalorian, too. I loved, I mean, he's so good in everything that he's in. So He's I'm good looking, at playing a bad guy, for sure. He is. He is. He, and he has a very intimidating like look about him because he's not a very big dude. he's very he's like stoic but then like when he does show emotion it's kind of off-putting you're like oh okay he's show, like yeah and it's... his little half smiles are actually terrifying <laughs> it's probably connected to his character from breaking bad is what it all yeah. comes back but anyway i am very excited about this this is right now as far as games that we have release dates for this is my most hyped game for the fall although i feel like that's going to change if we get a if we end up getting a horizon release date or if breath of the wild 2 or something then, then it might have some competition but for right now this game looks great uh and assuming it looks as good as it did in some of that video footage i was only i was watching it on 1440p and it just looked really clean and crisp and looks like a lot of fun so but then again keep in mind i'm a big fan of Far Cry. I liked Far Cry 3. I didn't love it as much as so many people, but I loved Far Cry 4, Far Cry okay. 5. So, like, I, I am in all in on their formula. I have yeah. no problem with it. I know that it can get repetitive, but I'm cool with it, and I love it. So, um, not it's not for everybody. I'm sure there are some folks who will roll their eyes and be like, oh, another map of things to uncover? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give, give me that map. I'm excited. Give so. me stuff. Uh, so, for me, my excitement level for this is probably 9 out of 10. I'm really excited for this. What about you guys? Yeah, it looks fun. And again, sort of the the premise of like cobbling together with like weapons out of just like random stuff is cool. And like you said, kind of like almost Borderlands vibe or maybe a de- there's another game I'm trying to think of that kind of has that sort of thing. But I can't think of what it is off the top. Oh, of my head, Rage but... 2 kind of had some wacky guns. Sure, sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make it fun to play because I mean, like obviously all these pre- previous uh, Far Cry games have been, I guess, somewhat similar in that respect. Yeah. Where it's just kind of regular guns. Yep. So adding that little twist is is pretty fun. So Derek, what are you? What's your hype level on this one? You excited? Oh yeah, I I watch, like I said, both trailers, and I was like, yep, I'm ready. Yeah, me too. I'm very ready for this one. All right, cool. Like you were like, I'm gonna buy it on PS5, and I was like, cool, I'll check it out for like two seconds, but this is probably gonna be a PC game for me. That's fair. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, here's this rumor I thought was interesting. I don't know how much value there is in it. I want to say it was from... Oh, I'm blanking out on the name of the of the place where I saw it. But I've seen this rumor pop up a few different places. Valve is... I think even GameSpot reported on it as a rumor. So there's some legitima- mm. legitimacy to the rumor. Right. Uh, and that is that Valve is reportedly making a Steam handheld PC. And we do know that Gabe Newell said that you're going to see some, there's something about steam or our platform that's beyond pc like he kind of hinted that there's something 
with consoles or beyond PC or something. So a lot of people just assumed, oh, maybe it's Steambox 2 or whatever. Like maybe they're going to try another stab at that. Well, it could be Steam Pal, which is yeah. the rumored name for their Nintendo Switch Lite, which is essentially uh, a portable tablet gaming device that you can also plug into a, to a, a larger screen. So I feel like that would be very interesting for them to jump into that pool because Nintendo's all alone in that realm right now. Outside of mobile gaming, mm. Nintendo is, in my opinion, kind of standing alone on the portable console market. Mm-hmm. So. You guys I think it's in that? Does that does that make you does that raise your I mean, eyebrows? Like I'll look into so it. So obviously there's there's like a, a a barrier to entry with PC, right? For people, as far as like mm-hmm. if you want to like really like dive in, it's like oh I need a super expensive PC. So this will be a nice middle ground because one you can take it on the go, which there are people that still do enjoy that. I mean the Switch is selling really well, yeah. um, but then you mix that with the Steam like the storefront. And yep. and if you can plug this to your TV, then it's just basically a portable PC. You know, it's obviously not as strong as like a two, three thousand dollar PC, but it's just the convenience of being able to carry it around. But also, I can maybe hopefully dock it onto my TV and and play yeah. PC games right yeah. there. So, it's all about that price point for me. So yeah, for me, I'm my interest level is high because I, I now that I'm rebuilding my Steam library again, I'm back in on PC gaming the appeal of being able to take that with me on the go or even just take it down to my couch and play sounds very appealing valheim on the go i i know (laughs) Um, whenever that game ends up getting finished and then they decide hopefully with all their bundles of money they have their stacks on stacks of money they have right now i'm hoping they put that out on consoles because that game to me feels like it could be an easy you know console fit but anyway derek do you care about this i mean you've already got you just you just pre-ordered a laptop with all the bells and whistles. Would you be interested in a Steam Pal? I mean, I would be interested, but I was going to just say that. Like, the reason I got the laptop was, well, I, I'm going to use it for recording. That's what I'm using now is my laptop I currently have. But huh. also, I wanted to have, like, that 4K OLED experience in my lap. So if I don't want to sit at a desk... I can still play, like right now I'm playing Biomutant is my my main game now that I've finished Mass Effect, and I'm playing it on PC. So mm-hmm. I want to be able to, on nights that I'm exhausted, I'm like, I don't want to sit at a desk, well now I have my laptop. So yep. because I have that, no, I don't care as much, but if I didn't have it, I'd be a little more interested. And I'm the not thing not about perfect. Steam, and I know that Valve gets a lot of crap because of all the money they have and what they don't do, but I love the way that Steam does their cloud saves, for example. So being able to play on a higher-powered PC and then jump over to, let's just say this exists, your Steam Pal to play if you're at a hotel for a business trip or something or just even down on your couch, that that is appealing. That is appealing to me. So I'd be very interested if Valve is doing this. Again, the big question is, what price point are we talking about? Are we, are we talking 500 bucks? All right. I'm interested. Are we talking 900 bucks? I'm a little, a little less interested now. You know, it, yeah. Valve can be a little ridiculous. Like they're kind of like Nintendo when they first release stuff. They they can be a little high. Yeah, hopefully they've got the right product marketing folks in place there to be like, hey, we're competing with the Switch, which is at 300, and even with some of the rumors about an upcoming Switch, at the most that might be 400. I mean, like we got to be reasonable oh, here. Let so. me let me throw this out here, right? Let's say they let's say they like all right you know what this thing's nine hundred bucks everyone's like that's ridiculous 
Half Life Half Life Three exclusive to Steam okay. Pal. Half Life right. Three exclusive to Steam Pal. Everyone's buying it. That's Everyone's true. Exclusive to Steam Pal, and it's a launch game. All right, we yep. might jump in. You should yep. know damn well that gamers are whiners. So if they did that, they actually wouldn't buy it. They would no. They would <laughs> whine right. about it a lot, but they'd still buy it because that's yeah, people what people do. <laughs> All right, well, that was an interesting one, but we instead of being talking about rumors, let's talk about some facts here. This felt like a little bit of a pre-E3 week because we got Far Cry 6, we got Horizon Forbidden West, which we'll talk about in a little bit, and we got Dying Light 2 Stay Human. So we got a bunch of updates. This game was revealed, I want to say, like four years ago. It might have been three, but I, I want to say it was four years ago. And then they're, they kept having, at one point, I think there was even an indefinite delay because they were just like, we just need more time with this. Because I think they delayed it once or twice, and then they were like, we're just delaying it till we're done. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, new gameplay trailer. We've already seen some of this game if you've kept up with it at all. But to me, this looks like a lot of fun, a lot of dying light. I mean, lots of parkour, lots of drop kicking zombies. I mean, what's not to love about that? And we got a release date of December seventh. So, you guys watch this at all? And if not, yeah. are you gonna? Are you interested in this? Um, I'm actually more excited for this than Far Cry, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I like what they're kind of doing with the world. It seems like there's like a really big emphasis on like, so with decisions, mm-hmm. you make a decision, things change, but like the actual like city that you're in, like, like this, at one point it showed like, uh, there was like a flooded part of the city. And yeah. like, if you did some stuff, then like actually this, the sea level will lower. And I would imagine mm-hmm. if you do something else, maybe something bad happens, maybe it gets higher. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. So it just seems like there's a, a emphasis on choice which you know when done well is really fun um if it feels like it actually matters and your choices matter then that that you know could be a a fun aspect to throw in there yeah plus just like the zombies and like with that game and like the day versus night just the kind of uniqueness of like how the zombies will come at you and and the different kinds of zombies that are out in in the night is really fun with that game night in that first game was legitimately scary yeah absolutely daytime was challenging and fun and like but like an action zombie game and nighttime, I was like, I'm scared. I'm going back inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, but they so. did highlight a few things that some of them carried over from the first game. But things like um, if you go out at night, yeah, there's more enemies and it's more dangerous. But you get more rewards, not only for the enemies that you defeat, but also you could go down into some of their nests. Or basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. full during the day and now are empty. So, or emptier. So, uh, I think this looks pretty good. Derek, did you watch this? Uh, you like Dying Light, the first one, right? I I didn't watch it, watch it, but I actually am a big fan of the Dying Light game. Um, I watched maybe like 30 seconds, and then I was like, mm, it's a game I'm already sold on, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. It's cool that it's coming out this year. Like, and again, like you I mean, said with like you said with Far Cry Six, Dan. It's yeah. like okay, hopefully, you know, yeah, knock hopefully. on wood. Knock on wood, yeah. But yeah. you know, when they give a day release date, that does give me a little more hope. As opposed mm. to just saying this winter or holiday or whatever. I was so a little bummed that it was December though. I was hoping for something sooner. Yeah, I was thinking August or September for a game of this caliber. Um, again, this is not I a bad when they game, released but... the first one. It came out in like January, and I think that's what helped it become a success. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think the first because one was January. There wasn't at that time. January wasn't a big release. Now January is a bigger release than it used to be, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That the first one came out January of 2015, yeah, so yeah. we're past six years from that first one. It's crazy how time flies, and um, and here we are. Second one should arrive at the end of this year, 
Um, so that's pretty cool. And then real quick, Sonic Colors Ultimate remake of the Wii game from about 11 years ago is coming out to a couple of different mm-hmm. consoles. I think it's coming out in September. So there you go. That Sonic uh, Colors. that whole Sonic 30th anniversary presentation was it was just real sad. <laughs> I'm glad that I heard how bad it was, so I didn't waste my time watching it. So yeah, I just it, looked at some of the headlines. It was very sad. It was. I didn't. Sad. I didn't watch it. All right, moving on. Uh, Axiom Verge 2 is delayed until, quote, later this year. It was originally supposed to come out in October last year, got delayed to what they called the first half of 2021, and now they're saying later this year. So whatever. Um, Axiom Verge 2, though, did look really good. So if you liked, yeah. or even if you didn't think Axiom Verge 1 was all that amazing, the second one looks like they're really expanding on gameplay and environments and all that. looks really interesting. But, <clears throat> well, until I see an actual, like, this game is actually released, that, that's when I'll believe it, that it's coming out. This feels like one of those games that's just going to be delayed in perpetuity. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, also with Nintendo, we've got Pokemon Brilliant, Diamond, and Shining Pearl. So the remakes of the, I think those were DS games. They're coming out on November 19th. We finally have a release date for that. And then Pokemon Legends Arceus got a release date of January 28th of 2022. So we'll have... We'll see. Uh, couple of them yeah again we'll see you're right a couple i mean specifically with that one because that one looked like the initial showing of it was kind of it was kind of rough so rough yeah yeah but i get the feeling it's gonna look somewhat like that and still come out i could be wrong (laughs) um but yeah a couple of a couple of pokemon adventures within three months of each other there at the end of this year into the front of next year also Um, there's just an fyi for tim yeah um Dragon Age Inquisition Game of the Year Edition is $6 on Steam. Um, If you don't buy it, (laughs) please, please do not show up for next week's show. We're talking about Pokemon right now, and this guy is talking about Dragon Age randomly on Steam. (laughs) You know, I need to bring back the I Love Trash clip every time you guys bring up that game. i got to bring that back in. Um, he's not wrong though, Tim. He's not. I wrong. already, I already own it. Six freaking dollars. I think I own it on two platforms already. One time you bought it for me, and you were like, "This is yours now. You have no excuse." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, sir." And then I think I also have purchased it on sale. Um, tell you what, before we're done with the show, I'll double check. I think I might already have it on Steam. I'll double check. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, an upgraded Nintendo Switch model with 4K support and a seven-inch screen. Could be coming this year, according to this rumor from Bloomberg and a few other sources. Uh, they're saying it's going to be at, at least 300 if not more, which would make sense, since the current one still costs 300 I don't know how you charge less for a better machine. They're also suggesting that, with this rumor, that this would actually be one of those rollouts where it just replaces old models. They did this a few years ago with upgraded battery life and slightly improved processing power for speed and stuff. Um, and they just simply... And the box had a different color to it so the original switch box looked one way and then the newer ones had more red on it so you were just looking for more red on the boxes do you guys remember this um two years ago this sounds very similar to that except now maybe the jump is a little more significant you know if it's actually going to have 4k support but it still doesn't feel like a switch pro or switch 2 to me where we really want that boost of strong processing power and you know we want something that's gonna make things look good like it doesn't have to look i'm not expecting it to look like the current gen stuff ps5 yeah, yeah. and series x i'm not expecting that but give me at least last gen visuals and processing right. power um and this does not sound like it would be that this sounds more like according to the rumor it would roll out uh, later this summer moving into the fall where I all mean, switches are now just a little stronger 
Nintendo just really, at the end of the day, doesn't care. And to be honest... Why would they, though? They're making money. I mean, well, like, the thing is, too, like, and I always go... God damn it. I always go back to this game as a reference, but Mario Odyssey looks gorgeous. And, I mean, it's technically not as high fidelity as, like, a Horizon's, you know, Forbidden West, but it's still a really nice-looking game for what that console is capable of. So if they can pump out games that look like that, um, or even better, like, with this, you know, this slightly upgraded version whatever it ends up being um so like a mario odyssey 2 and then it looks even a little bit better and like can do a little bit more in the game then it's like what does it matter you know well and some third third party developers have mastered how to develop for this console like capcom knows how to make a good game on this console they just do like the uh, monster hunter rise looks great on this. that was that was the problem with the wii u nintendo you know was having problems getting the third party publishers and um And it because the system wasn't like this huge bump, and it just wasn't selling. So third party publishers are just like, yeah, we're nah, we're we're good. But that's even, not happening with the Switch. Even smaller teams like the the folks who made Maneater, they just put uh, Maneater out on the Switch, and it looks surprisingly good uh, yeah. on the Switch. It doesn't look as good as if you're playing it on a new console, of course, or a PC. But it looks surprisingly good, and it runs pretty smoothly. I mean. Mm-hmm. The game already has some jank built into it, but that's more about how the game is designed and developed, not about the Switch itself. So mm-hmm. all that to say, I think third parties are handling it fairly well. But how cool would it be when we see something like Far Cry 6 announced to know that there's going to be a pretty decent looking version of Far Cry 6 on my Nintendo handheld? I would still love that. And yeah. I just don't. I mean, I just they got the Witcher happening. on there. They got the Witcher on there. They somehow pulled that off. That's so. still witchcraft to me. <laughs> Still, I don't know how. They so do. I mean, if that game is possible to be on there, I think a lot of other, uh, a lot of these other games are also possible. I agree. I agree. Um, do either of you care? Like, would you upgrade your Switch if, depending on the the specs of the new Switch, do you care about a new Switch? Yeah, I yeah, mean, four K. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, if like say they do kind of the thing with like the new 3DS, where like certain games only technically work on that, then it's like, oh, that'd be mean. Yeah, but yeah, could. but I mean, they I did. That I would love it. if they rolled out like a new Switch and they're like Breath of the Wild 4K patch or something like that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that'd be surprisingly. Uh, that'd be surprising of Nintendo to do that. Forward thinking of them. That would be. All right, moving on. Uh, real quick, a rumor for Sony as well is that Team Ninja, and I've seen this rumor everywhere too. Yeah. I know Dan, you added this to the notes. I've seen this rumor popping up a lot of places. Is that. Team Ninja supposedly working on a Souls-like game so, in the Final Fantasy universe. Yeah, let me let, let, let me start from the top, Tim, all right? Because <laughs> you see the words final and the words fantasy together, then, you know, I got things to say. Show so. it over. Just Mr. Spider-Man <laughs> jacket over there. Well, yeah. I, so like team... that. I like that hoodie, by the way. Yeah, I've had this for a while, but it's just, yeah, it's like the ve- more kind of like ve- uh, Venom aesthetic. I like I'm a big fan. Too. Uh, yeah, so like you said, Team Ninja, the reporting, uh, the report is Team Ninja making a Final Fantasy Souls-like action game. Yep. Um, so it's rumored to be called Final Fantasy Origin. Um, if I can just find that particular piece as to why. Well, I'll just kind of go off the cuff. Basically, it's uh, uh, supposedly going to take place either within the world of the original Final Fantasy or potentially it's a remake of it. Um yep. That part of me sounds a little off, which is kind of making me think that this isn't really real because it's like, uh, okay. I mean, that it's just kind of my own thing. It's like, well, the original Final Fantasy was very bare bones as far as story is concerned. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess you could make an argument where, like, the Soul series, right? Like, the story's not – they don't just do, like, these crazy lore dumps or, like, exposition, right? It's just kind of if you go in a corner and you interact with the character, you get a little bit of the story, a little bit of the world, right? And if yeah. you want to piece things together, you can if, yeah. if you take the time to explore. So I suppose if you kind of look at it from that angle, that could work. Yep. But, like, Final Fantasy generally tends to have – um just a big emphasis on story, the characters, yeah. the world, you know. So that part of me seems a little weird, but what's Teen yeah. Ninja's latest game? Was it Neo Two? Was that their most recent one? Neo One and Two. Um, they did help with uh, Final Fantasy Dissidia, so I think okay. that's where that, that that connection is, as far as people, you know, potentially um, okay. legit, legitimizing the. And uh, the only thing that we know for sure they're working on is that I just looked it up. They're look, working on the Ninja Gaiden uh, collection, so yeah. we know that they're working on that. And other than that, we don't know for sure what they've got in the in the pipeline. So maybe. Right. But um, yeah, they, I mean, this rumor is also even stating that there's actually going to be a demo this summer. Um, so so they can gather feedback um, for it, kind of like what they did with the Neo games. Yeah. They had the they had the like the first Neo had like, what, three demos. There was like an right. alpha, a yeah. beta and then like a second beta. So um, yeah. I think that could be really interesting. I mean, I'm I'm perfectly fine with them taking Final Fantasy as a whole and just kind of spinning it off in other directions. Um, yeah. I mean, Me I would I, I would love to see. To be honest, I would love to see like Naughty Dog do a Final Fantasy, yeah. or 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 um, Sucker Punch. Let them do. You know, I mean, because they just did Ghost of Tsushima. So imagine something like that, but Final Fantasy. That's um, true. That's true. You know. But see, here's here's what I like for the spinoff game. So like the mainline Final Fantasy games, I like having the the real team the square team coming up sure. with the new world new characters new stories right, right? right, right but right. if you're going to do a spin-off especially if it's from one of those main games like if it's going to be let's say we get final fantasy 16 and now you've got a spin-off team doing something with one of those characters and their own adventure all sure. right now now i'm on board you know so that's just kind of how my that's my personal preference i mm-hmm. i like the idea of letting other teams build out worlds that you've already created in some of these other ones you know yeah or even original i mean well so that's actually interesting that you're mentioning that because there was a U.S. developer. Um, I don't remember what the team is, but they, uh, but Square was letting them do a Final Fantasy XII spinoff um, oh, okay. with one of the characters um, in the main cast there. I forget which one, but then it got canceled at some point. But there's actually like screenshots out there, and like the, oh, there was some some progress done. With Baltier, with the game. maybe? Uh, no, it was uh, shoot because I can't remember his name it's the one with the blonde hair oh and i can't remember ash? his no no ash not that girl. not not the girly well not the girly well ash is the guy but oh, he okay. looks like a girl um i'm completely blanking on his name now because to be honest 12 is not my favorite but i mean it's still good i just uh 12 always starts real strong for me but then i start to fade away from it yeah and i think i think that kind of goes in line with like the fact that the um the development was really troubled and like the the guy directing the game originally had left and then somebody else took over so it was almost kind of yeah. like the same thing with 15 yeah um yeah it just doesn't matter with games that are that in depth really any long game this is a totally separate conversation we could have at some point if you mm-hmm. don't there's there's like certain moments where i'm kind of waiting for those story and or gameplay hooks to keep me going and some games just struggle with that you know yeah. and that one struggled um, it was bosh Bosch oh yeah, the... Bosch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there was going to be a spinoff game with him. So yeah. that seemed interesting, but yeah, Square just kind of put the kibosh on it. <laughs> Get it? Uh, the kibosh. 
All right, well, well, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe that'll be a, a state of play announcement if they do one I, of those this summer. I think but. it's supposed to be announced this this E3, like, coming around this summer. Like when, this, Yeah, whenever Sony's allegedly. state of play yeah, happens, yeah. Um, so. assuming they do one. All right, guys, let's talk about Horizon. Horizon Forbidden West. Did you both watch the video of this? Oh, I sure did, Tim. Derek, did you get a chance to see it, the Horizon Forbidden West video? It did. Okay. So I'm going to give you my thoughts on it real quick, and then I'm going to hear what you guys think. I'll just kind of give you that if you didn't watch it, if you're listening and you didn't get to see the whole thing, they basically showed us more of what the trailers have already shown. It's a Western setting, so it's and they showed Golden Gate Bridge, kind of the – and even the developer, I think, mentioned they're in San Francisco. So it's mm-hmm. very obvious they're on the West Coast, which makes sense for Ben West. Um, looks a lot more tropical to me, a lot more water-type areas, obviously, because they've added a bunch of water underwater mechanics Everything from her having a new mask she can put on to breathe underwater to what looks like indefinitely uh, to what looks like uh, enemy types. I'm assuming we'll have to fight underwater in some cases. Uh, certainly we'll need to stealth underwater, uh, as they showed us in the video. Um, enemies have mounts now, which is kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that was in the first game. I feel like Aloy was the no, only I, one. It was, yeah, it was just her because her um, like staff or whatever yeah. it is had so that the, capability. These, uh, these raiders have learned how to do that. Um, and there's new enemy types, including they had a, they showed a really cool ba- boss battle with uh, this war elephant. I thought that was a cool uh, yeah, boss battle mammoth. they showed. Yeah, yeah, to feature some some of the weapons and that kind of thing. And I did notice that the the HUD looked different. So if you look down at the bottom right, just the way that looked, the design was different. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she brought up the weapon wheel, I was like, yep, I recognize that. The weapon wheel all looks very familiar. I'm assuming you'll have the slingshot and, and all that. So what what stuck out to you specifically in this trailer, Tim? Like, was there anything that... Because, I mean, it's more or less, like... It's not like... Like, this game doesn't seem like this crazy, like, shift no. from, like, the original game. Like, it's, here's it's kind of like a through line, right? Me, but... It stood out to me that both Aloy and especially... I always thought his name was Aaron, but Aaron, Aaron, I guess his name is Aaron, with a D. They're just... I, I got a little more sense of personality in the yeah, characters. Yeah. That's what stood out to me. Everything, even the enemies, like even the raiders who were talking to each other and stuff, yeah. it felt much less stiff because the first game struggled with that a bit. It mm-hmm. brought, in my opinion, I think it notoriously had some of the worst NPC voice acting. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, it, it, it seemed, and who knows, this is a vertical slice. This could be a really highlighted example and the rest of it still struggles with with some of the personality. But... That was the biggest drawback of the first game, as much as I loved it, was it struggled to really give me a sense of human personality and characters that I cared about. Like yeah, I liked yeah. I liked Aloy, Aloy as a hero, and I liked some of the side characters, but looking back on it, I didn't love them as much. Right, right. And so, who knows? I mean, hopefully they... I'm hoping that they do that. Give me a lot of the same gameplay, give me some improvements and some new enemy types and environments, but really make those characters and story pop this time. Because yeah. I think I that mean, was a weakness. A, a really, a really big em- um, emphasis in the original game was the combat, uh-huh. um, and it it somehow looks even more like insane in this one. Like at one point, there's that move that it, so she's um she sneaks up on those three on those three people. Like there's the two sort of looting bodies or whatever they're doing, and she kind of takes them out, yeah. and then the big guy shows up with the hammer, right? Yep. And at, right when she's finishing him off, she does this like move where she like attaches something to her staff and does like this sort of shockwave thing yep. on the ground right right as he's trash talking you can't hurt me yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like she leaps towards him jumps off like his stomach and then like shoots him like right in the face like that that's sort of like 
slow-mo aiming it, as you're there yeah, yeah it, it was just so smooth it just looks so sick I, there was just something about that move there that i was like oh like this looks crazy like that doesn't i don't think that was something that you could do in the original game like the combat was nice but that just looked crazy especially not with human characters i mean there was a lot there was right. maybe elements of that when you're fighting the big beasts they would give you opportunities to do some of that yeah yeah, yeah. but and i also liked you know she shot the big weapon off of the the big mammoth war elephant yep. Yep, yep. And she ran over, picked it up, and just unleashed. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I, I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this game looks it looks gorgeous, which I expected. You know, mm. even her just traversing through that jungle, I was like, dude, dude this just looks so pretty. How was the that water? CG? Like, how was the, the water coming down beside yeah. you as you're climbing up on the left? I was like, this looks so pretty. And they did yeah. say all captured on a PS5. So everyone, I know that people like to to whine, and I'm one of them, about like, oh, I wish they weren't making this for PS4. I think it'll look good on a PS4. I do. I think it's going to look great. The first game looked great. I think this is going to look stellar on the PS5. I don't think there's much to worry about. I think it's going to yeah. be gorgeous on the PS5. I mean, dude, again, like right when it opened, I was like, is this like a CG cutscene? I was like, no. Right. I was like, oh, okay. This is in game. Like, this is okay. Sure. This game is going to be gorgeous. Derek, uh, what'd you think about it? What jumped out at you? I mean, is, are you at this point kind of like stop showing it to me and just tell me when I can play it? Or what do you think about Horizon? I mean, it's kind of like Dying Light. Like, I mean, I watch more Horizon than Dying Light, but I know what I'm getting. I saw some of the new toys or whatever. Yep. I thought it looked cool, but I already know what it is. I mean, Horizon's one of my favorite games. I beat it three times. I want the new one, but I don't know. I know I, I sound like I shouldn't be on this show anymore, but I'm not. I wasn't. <laughs> Well, you are falling asleep already. (laughs) Hey, Derek, did you ever play the Frozen Wilds DLC? Did you ever play through that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That I haven't. I I don't get excited for stuff like that I already know about. Even if they try to show new stuff, it it doesn't do anything for me. Hmm. Yeah. I want something new. Yeah, I I hear you. Um, Yeah, dude, I do recommend Frozen Wilds. It's, um, It's a pretty decent... A chunk of content that they added on with some cool right. story stuff and new enemies and it is fun i will though i will say it took me a minute and by a minute i mean probably an hour or two to get back into the groove of the combat you mentioned how combat was already pretty complex with some enemies i quickly realized like whoa i forgot how to play this game when i started playing frozen wilds because it had been yeah. several months and yeah so it took me a minute to get back into the swing yeah. of things i'm gonna i'm gonna do a full playthrough including that the dlc um you know closer to when the game's coming out I'm just gonna kind of. What do you guys it. think? What's your prediction? When is Forbidden West gonna hit? I it needs to be November if they at that because that would be a super crazy, like good, you know, game to have for the fall, like for an uh, exclusive I'd like game. I like, think that they're going to try to compete with Halo, Xbox with Halo, so that both those games are gonna probably be November. Yeah. I feel like they haven't said the announcement date yet because they're unsure. I know that sounds yeah. crazy, because, but I think they're uncertain if they're ready to deliver it. I think they want to yeah. deliver it in November, but it could be a thing where they match up with when the first game came out and they make it a you know February, March yeah. release. Yeah, because well, I mean... And I never believed this was a 2021 game until I watched this thing and I was like, okay, they've close. got this game pretty put together. Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. showing a big chunk like it'd be one thing if they were showing like two or three minutes they showed 20 minutes of gameplay yeah i feel like they're further along than i thought they were so i I do think there's a shot that this is 2021 
But I did originally think this was a 2022 game, mm-hmm. and I don't. I thought God of War would be like a late 2022 game. Yeah, or maybe early 2023, even. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I'm thinking it's November. I'm thinking they're going to put all hands yeah. on deck to try to make this thing happen. Yeah. Um, but if it's not coming together, I don't think they're going to deliver us a subpar game. So if yeah. they don't have right. it ready, then I think it'll be you know, February 2022. Yeah, they they want to really make sure because again, it it will be a, it's going to be a very important release. Agreed. And if they can nail November, then awesome, but then otherwise they don't want to release some broken game. Yeah, and if they don't, then I think we're going to see something more in line with, you know, an a full uncharted collection or you know, so, some kind of uncharted for PS5. Like I think we'll see something that's PlayStation centric to get people excited for holidays if they can't deliver Horizon. I feel like there's mm-hmm. going to be some kind of a, you know, play all four Uncharted games, or I guess all five if you count the Lost Legacy or whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, I could see them doing something like that maybe as a placeholder for the fall, which I we would all criticize and I'd be a little disappointed by, but I could fall. see that being a filler. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? E3 season's coming, Tim, so there could be E3 something season. they haven't even announced it, yet. It feels like E3 season with all the stuff we've been seeing this past yeah. week. It's, it's starting to, I'm getting that kind of E3 vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so E3 is what, two two weeks away, I think? So yeah, <clears throat> pretty exciting. Oh, and not just E3, also Jeff Keighley's Games mm-hmm. of Summer thing that he's doing, whatever that's called. Yep. All right, well, speaking of Games of Summer... Uh, I want to do a quick preview of games coming out this summer to before we talk about stuff we're playing. I'm going to read through these, and I want you guys to give me a simple... Although I can't see Derek anymore. Did he fall? Is he gone? <laughs> All I see is Matt. He, he might have just disappeared into the void. Oh, there he is. Whoa. Oh, oh, and he's gone. Okay, anyway. Um, it's because it's so dark in his room where he is. There's no... The computer doesn't know where to make the outline. The darkness. The darkness. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm going to go through the games that we know of that have release dates right now. This list will probably drastically change over the so, next two weeks as we get release dates. Side note, but, I'm surprised you haven't asked me because this clearly looks like maybe like a bottle of alcohol that you haven't asked me. It's not. It's it? not alcohol. Um, so it's uh, it's called Sumal. It's a Portuguese soda. Oh, look at that. Um, Orange soda. Been around for years, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's nice, but it's not super carbonated. Like it loses its carbonation pretty quick. Yeah, um, which has always kind of been a, a joke with uh, Portuguese with Sumal. Is that, is that but... the kind of drink where you put the empty bottles out in your porch and they refill it for you the next day or whatever? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, a little a little Portuguese uh, milk man, <laughs> so to speak. I'm going. Joseph. I'm going with coffee tonight because uh, I just I need something warm because my throat's killing me. And that makes sense. All right. So here we go. Let's let's preview some stuff coming up this summer. Uh, a couple, There's a game that we don't know the date, but they still said June, and that's Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. Yes. So they're kind of rebooting that. Derek, yes or no? Fantasy what? Fantasy Star <laughs> Online 2. Fantasy what? No. Dan? <laughs> I mean, yes. I'm excited yes. for it. Uh, here's one that I, I saw featured on, I want to say it was the Epic Game Store, or it could have been on Steam. That kind of looked cool, but it's called Necromunda Hired Gun. It's basically, it, to me, it looks a lot like a Doom ripoff set in the Warhammer 40K universe. Um, I think it looks really cool. Uh, I've never been really into the Warhammer universe, but it's it's coming from Focus Home Publishing, and they, they do have a tendency. I mean, they're hit or miss, but sometimes they publish a gem here or there. Focus Home does. So this one's coming to PC and then the PlayStation and Xbox consoles. Uh, Stonefly is this isometric 
game where you control a robotic bug. Looks kind of indie style. That comes out on June 1st, along with Necromunda. June 3rd, we've got Astalon Tears of the Earth. This game looks really interesting. It's a indie style action platform game. Kind of a it's hard to describe. You have to go check it out. Uh, Astalon looks pretty cool. Um, and the Wing of Darkness also comes out on on June 3rd, which is that rail shooter kind of Gundam Wing vibes a little bit. I don't so know. Just one wing, not both wings. Wing of In- Darkness okay. is what it's called. Unless I. Wrote that down wrong. I think that's what it said. <laughs> they kind of half in, half out. Like they're half dark, yeah. half dark. Like, yep. Um, DC Superhero Girls, Sniper Ghost, Warrior Contracts Two, and Chivalry Two are also coming out that first week of June. I'll fly through those. Now I'm curious if you guys have heard of this one. It's called Edge of Eternity. It's yes. been out in it's been out in uh, early access for quite a while. Right. And now it's going to hit consoles later this year, but it hits PC on June 8th. But I assume Dan, this is right up your alley, so you know all about this, right? I um more recently I I think I had seen it being announced like back when it originally started. I just didn't know about the whole early access bit um until more recently where they're like, yeah, the game's actually finally complete now and we're going to try to release on console. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's interesting. I'm glad I kind of just waited because I didn't want to play a single play uh single uh player, you know, RPG in in pieces." I agree. So. I mean, it's self-proclaimed as inspired by Final Fantasy. Even the developers describe it that right. way. And right, it's right. very clear if you watch. I watched the trailer for it uh, and looked at some screenshots. Very very much looks like Final Fantasy. To me, it also gives out a little bit of a Xeno, the newer Xenoblade games yeah, yeah. vibes, too, with some of the environments. More of a sci-fi aesthetic. A little sci-fi, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, looked, it looked like, at least at points, there was some kind of hex grid on the battlefield, but maybe it's more straight-up turn-based. But mm-hmm. it looked like I thought could have sworn I saw like a hex grid uh, during one of the combat sequences. But um, anyway, Edge of Eternity coming to PC and then consoles later on this year. Elder Scrolls Online will also be hitting PS5 and Series X on June 8th. And then the week of E3, there's a whole bunch of games we already know about, not counting the stuff that we know is going to get dropped. You know, there's going to be some out today type stuff, probably. Maybe some smaller stuff, but that'll happen. Um, on the 10th, we've got... Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate for the PS5, which of course also has some new content, not just the upgraded version of the full game. All right. So, because Jesse was asking again, even though I already explained to him that the upgrade is free if you have the PS4 version, not the PlayStation Plus version. So if you Correct. bought if you bought the PlayStation 4 version and you have a PS5, the upgrade is free the yuffie the dlc will be i believe twenty dollars got it so so there you go or if you haven't purchased it at all yet you right. could purchase the integrated version and get the upgrades and the yuffie dlc all together right yes okay there you go all right ninja gaiden master collection coming into all consoles including the switch also on that same day on june 10th uh, Game Builder Garage, Guilty Gear Strive, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart will all drop on June 11th. It's a pretty busy day. Not super into the Guilty Gear series, but I want to give it a shout out because this one looks gorgeous. Their visuals have always been pretty striking. Yeah. So. Yeah. And this is just PC and PS4 and PS5, as far as I know. And of course, one of the only PS5 only games arrives that day too with Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Nights is a really cool and very dark, kind of weird-looking side-scrolling action RPG. Uh, you basically this control time. this little... She looks like a little angel. She's got white hair and a white dress. She looks adorable and innocent, and yet she's fighting these horrific 
demons as she runs through these levels. Um, it's very anime. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Kind of give the, the some of the the vibes of having this innocent looking girl with the glowing dress fighting through the darkness. Kind of reminded mm-hmm. me of what was that RPG that Ubisoft made a few years back? The um, oh, um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, something of light. Child of light. Child of light. Yeah. This looks even darker than that. Yeah, this, Tim. I don't know how I, I I might have known about this. Maybe I saw it once. Like this looks awesome. So. Yeah, it does look very cool. It's coming to. Um, PC and Switch, but also PS4 in July. So PC and Switch on June 22nd, and then it'll follow up on PS4 on July 6th. It's kind of giving me uh, Odin Sphere vibes. Yeah, a little bit of Odin Sphere. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance is hitting on the 22nd as well. And then Alex Kidd and Miracle World, which is an 80s game, an old school game. Uh, the DX version is coming out on the 24th alongside Legend of Mana, another remake. Coming out excited for that Derek talked to us a lot about this one uh, last week Scarlet Nexus uh, there's a demo out now should be out on all consoles if you want to go yep. try out Scarlet Nexus I actually um, just played it uh, before we came to well I was playing 14 but before that I was playing Scarlet Nexus yep yep uh, this game is coming out on the 25th alongside Mario Golf Super Rush and Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 both coming to Switch on that day as well um, and Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny. The demo's out now, and if you start playing it, I don't, I don't know if there's a time limit or a level limit. I'm not sure what it is, but your save will carry over. So you're, if you start the demo, your progress carries over for the full game. And uh, that game's already out in Japan, and it comes to the U.S. and other territories on June 29th. Actually, Along... Go I was going to say real quick, because um, I did want to mention with Scarlet Nexus, because obviously Derek does not care too much about story as i yeah, do correct um so the way that the story seems to uh unfold in the game or at least sort of visually how they tell the story is very odd tim i don't know if you've have you played this at all i haven't so it seems like there are actual cutscenes where like characters are animated and they they walk towards someone and they start talking but like mm-hmm. it's also like still images and then there'll be like the portrait of the character, kind of like the Tales series, like I how I had mentioned last time, how I don't yeah. like when it's just like that. So it's almost it's like this weird combination of like their portrait, but like the mouth is moving, but then like behind the portrait, there's like the image of like okay. they're standing in an area, but then like sometimes they're actually animated cutscene. It it seems really strange. I I'm not I'm not huh. feeling the way that they're sort of showing those moments. Um, I don't know if maybe as the game progresses, there are more normal cutscenes, but I, I just okay. think it's, it's a very odd sort of style, very odd choice of how to sort of, you know, give you that story. But the combat is really fun. So that well, they can... did, they are touting a very, remember last we talked about this, they, yeah. they developers themselves said incredible characters and storylines. So yeah, so I, I hope know. that, we'll I hope that storytelling mechanic doesn't hinder that. Combat is definitely very fun, though. I I, de- I agree with Derek on that. It's it's very fun. It's no surprise. I mean, they've got a good pedigree there. Mm-hmm. Um, Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol, its sequel, um, are coming to PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. So if you liked those games, um, it's just it's basically I, just the retro versions. It's not like, uh, as far as I can tell, yeah. they're not they're not remakes or anything like yeah, that. I didn't even know there was a sequel for Zombie Ate My Neighbors. <laughs> That's because it wasn't called Zombies Ate My Neighbors Two. It was called Ghoul. Ghoul Patrol. Right. And, and it, I just and had... it wasn't as um 
generally loved as the first one was. Mm. Um, another game coming out in June that I forgot to put on this list is called Open Country. I mentioned this one to you a few weeks ago. It's basically a survival adventure game set in the American West, you know, West Northwest. Okay. Um, it's coming out on June 10th, but it's coming to Game Pass June 3rd, I think. Unless those plans have changed, I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, that game will be... It's the, the same folks who made like um, those Rapala fishing or hunting games. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, and that's the a lot of the activities in this game are going to include those things. So I'm hopeful that those activities are actually fun since they have a lot of experience making those kinds of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if that's any good or not. So that's June. June's pretty full. Maybe not all the heavy hitters that we're used to seeing, but um, the, if I had to pick one that I'm most excited about, it's really the only one that I've got pre-ordered so far, and that's Ratchet and Clank. That's my that's my most hyped game. What about you? What's what's jumping out to you for that month? Is it Scarlet Nexus? Yeah. Um, I mean, Scarlet Nexus does seem fun. Um, I might wait a little bit on reviews just to see, because again, story is important to me. So if the story actually isn't that great. Then I might Yay. I might skip that. <laughs> oh hey, he's awake. That's Derek, nice. you there? Or it's just a voice coming out of the void. Not even Derek. He could be oh, sleeping. Might be a homosexual that's just floating in the. I thought naked. he was talking in his sleep for a second there. Um, no, I'm definitely saying "hey" <laughs> in my sleep over Daniel. Yeah. I'm so you're thinking about me in your sleep, gay that's thoughts? Good. Is that what you're doing? Or I'm just glad it's you and not me, man. <laughs> I mean, Fantasy Star, if that actually is coming out in June, then right. I'm I'm actually pretty excited about that. So. The lack of a specific day is a little concerning for that actually right. landing, but who knows? Right, right, right. Um, all right, let's jump in in July. This is, it's amazing. June, we have a ton of release dates for, and then once you get to July, it just starts to peter out. So there's not right. very many games that we know of uh, in July or August. Uh, Little Devil Inside coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One. Yes. Sometime in July. So right now, that's all. That's what we think. Fingers crossed. Um, I'm hopeful for that one. July 9th is Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin coming to Switch and PC. Um, I believe that first one is only on the 3DS, unless I'm misremembering a different platform for it. Right. Um, F1 2021 comes out July 16th alongside Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD coming to Switch on July 16th. Uh, my My... Um, excitement for that one is almost nothing because I, I just have a bad feeling. It's like the way they describe the controls using the control mm. sticks. I'm just not interested in a Zelda game that it's going to feel gimmicky. And so until I'm waiting well, for reviews to come out, and if reviews come out and it's just being heralded as just amazing and what a great new experience, yeah. then I might give it a try. But the only reason I would get this right now, at least right out of the gate, is if, especially if my son Shepard, who loves uh, all Zelda games, if he really wants it, then I'll grab it. Yeah. But. Um, here you go, Dan. Another one for you. Chris Tales is finally arriving. Yes. Yeah, this July. got delayed. So mm-hmm. hopefully two, this two July actually 20th, sticks. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, demo's been out for quite a while on a couple of different yeah. platforms. Um, but this it's one's really so cool. stylish. I tried the demo on the Switch. It was very, very cool. I mean, what they're inspired by for the game is just yeah, a Super Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger, just you know, great Super Nintendo RPG. So like, I mean. It looks yeah, cool. it has, yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, combat's pretty fun. I mean, as far as turn-based RPGs go, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and speaking of RPGs, Neo: The World Ends with You, a legit sequel to The World Ends with You, is coming out to Switch and PS4. Weirdly enough. Yeah. Um, on July 27th. That's cool. 
Um, and then The Ascent, which is kind of this interesting-looking um, isometric action RPG, a little Diablo-esque uh, PC and Xbox. I could be wrong, but this looks like it's one of the first Xbox exclusives. Ah, there you go. Un- unless, unless this is one of those cases where it's coming to other stuff a month later. I, Thank I didn't God see. they bought all of those developers. The, uh, <laughs> the, Ascent the Ascent is coming out on the 29th, and then Blaster Master Zero Three also on the 29th and then to wrap things up in august to wrap up the summer there's going to be in sound mind so go check out the video for that if you like horror games that game looks creepy um that's coming to most platforms um humankind i've seen a lot about this one coming to pc looks very civilization-esque on august 17th my most hyped game of the month for august is going to be uh i think they're pronouncing it kana bridge of spirits Coming to PS4, PS5, and PC on the. 24th. I really hope this one's good because, like, it just has a lot of potential. You know, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it, it. It's forty bucks, so it might end up being more like, okay, this is a cute little platform adventure. You know, 3D platforming adventure yeah, action. That's game. fine. And if that's all it does and it does it well, great. But yeah. Um, so my expectations aren't like through the roof. I'm just excited for it. And then King's Bounty 2, which is a real... If you haven't checked this one out either, go look at it. It's a really cool-looking turn-based strategy RPG um, coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. This game looks really cool. Uh, kind of that fantasy setting, um, but turn-based RPG style. It looks really cool. And then, of course, No More Heroes 3. Don't you dare try to put that game in a box, because it's impossible. <laughs> uh, comes Don't out put August. me in a box! <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There's your summer preview. There's some good stuff to look forward to this summer. Maybe not, um, you know, last year we had an insane summer thanks to Sony dropping Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima last summer. I mean, that was crazy. It was. And it was one of my favorite summers of gaming in recent memory. Um, and so I don't ex- I'm not expecting that. We don't see that on the horizon here. Um, but there are some, hopefully... Some hidden gems among some of the games that we know will be pretty fun. Like, I think Mario Golf will be pretty fun. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Chris I, Tales should be a pretty solid RPG. I'm just hoping that there's some kind of hidden gem in here. I think yeah. Little Devil Inside is going to be the hidden gem. I, I think there's a lot of potential for that being really cool. Um, yeah. And I've seen gameplay, like, they more somewhat more recently, they, they kind of showed actual, like, longer uh, gameplay portions. Um, yeah. So I, I was watching some of that, like some snowy environments, which they didn't really initially show. Um, yeah. And then like out in the desert, some of that. So, yeah, it looks really cool. Really, yeah. really cool. All right. Well, believe it or not, we got through an insane amount of notes, which I know looked <laughs> intimidating. But we got through a ton of notes in just an hour. And that leaves us a couple minutes here at the end to talk about stuff we're playing. So thank you for making it through. Thank you for listening to me as I talked faster and faster as the conversation went on. I appreciate it. Um, but let's talk real quick about a few things we're playing before we all head to bed, even though Derek's already in bed. Um, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2, Resident I just want to mention Evil this. Real quick, Resident, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, I'm playing it on PC. I got it on the Epic Game Sale, which, by the way, is running through the middle of June. Mm. And Derek and I were texting about this today. It's one of those sales where everything that you buy that's over a certain price, I think if you spend over a certain amount, you get a $10 coupon every time you do that. And you can oh, use any that. game that's any game that's over fourteen ninety nine, yeah, you get ten dollars off. So if it's fourteen ninety nine, it's only four dollars and ninety nine cents. And then you get a coupon for another purchase right after that. And so you can oh, just yep. it's like this awesome cycle. You so just I've, keep getting ten bucks off every time. So I purchased a few things and I've gotten Borderlands three, which I didn't have on PC before. 
Um, I got Metro Exodus, which was down to six bucks total with the coupon. Um, I got this kind of indie survival game called Among the Trees, which I'll talk about in a second, um, which is an early access. And then I got Red Dead Redemption 2, which with the coupon is 30 because it's normally 60 and then it was on sale for 40 and then I used the coupon to bring it down to 30. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 was already one of my favorite games from 2018 and from last gen. It's just an amazing game. Um, it looks... I have never seen anything that looks like this game on the PC. Yeah. It looks so real. Like, I could not believe how good this game looks. I did have some issues getting it to launch. The Rockstar game launcher on PC is a mess. It's awful. Mm. And it kept having trouble, like, um, verifying that I own the game and syncing up with oh, other really? games. It kept having all kinds of issues. Jeez. When I finally got it to work, man, this game is so good. And it's gorgeous. There are a few moments where the HDR settings were making like the transition from nighttime to daytime or vice versa. It gave it some weird flickering and flashing. So I need to check my settings and see if I can figure out some of that stuff. But I mean, it looks so good just walking around and the grass, the trees, animals, yeah. the characters' faces. Like it looks I mean, stunning, man. Dude, that game came out. I mean, I was playing that on my base PS4. Uh-huh. And like even then, I was like, "This is this is insane." Uh-huh. Just because of the the actual size of the game, yep, it's it's just a massive, massive map. Like yep. it's insane. So and it's it's just such a well made game. I know it's not for everybody. This the pace isn't for everybody, but I love it. I absolutely love it. So just wanted to mention that one. And Among Trees is is a interesting indie survival game. The visuals kind of remind me of um, Firewatch a little bit. You know, hmm. a little bit kind of uh pastel coloring yeah. and stuff and um and it's not a super actiony game at all it's very kind of relaxing survival there are bears you can run into and they will kill you quickly if you go near them but other than that and there's even a mode you can pick where i just want to relax put no predators in my game and i <laughs> just want bears out of here yeah you can do fishing and you can upgrade your cabin you don't have a lot of freedom in designing how your cabin looks but you know, you'll see, okay, to build the next room, I have to gather these resources and you can upgrade to a greenhouse where now you can grow vegetables. Or you can upgrade to a storage attic. You can upgrade to a crafting room and all that kind of stuff. So um, pretty straightforward. It is an early access, though, <laughs> and it'll even tell you. I went up to a certain tree to try to chop it down and it said, uh, harvesting this tree is not in the game yet. It basically said that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. come on. Get on yeah. Valheim's level. Yeah, for real. Yeah, um, but it's it's okay. It's not bad. Also, the game is called Among Trees. Among Trees. And so I can't you think you'd be able to chop the tree, Tim. Come, Come on. on. Come on. Um, but yeah, if if the, if survival games aren't your thing and if you hate inventory management because they don't give you a lot of inventory slots, if that stresses you out, maybe skip it. But I, I don't mind it. I think it's pretty good. Um, and the last one I want to mention that I've played a little bit of, but Derek, I know you're playing it, and that's Biomutant. I played it for about an hour. Um that's all the time I've set aside for it so far. Got it on the Xbox One X, thanks to Derek purchasing it. So my experience with it visually is a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. Not not bad, but it is disappointing. That opening CG trailer, that video is so cool. Like, it's gorgeous, and it looks amazing. And then you get into the actual game, and it feels like back when I would play an old Final Fantasy game where the CG video cut scenes <laughs> yep, were amazing yep, yep. and then it would cut to those characters like oh look at those blocks for hands you know especially okay. seven yeah it's not that bad but it is you know it's a little rough and yeah. um you know the gameplay feels very i loose. wonder if on the one x if it's 1080p might be it's not just resolution though it's actually the 
the actual things that are being rendered, like the objects in the world. It's not just the resolutions low. It's that the textures and and the actual characters. They just everything looks a little blocky and cut off. It's not. It's just not the most pretty game. That being said, the combat's pretty fun. It feels pretty loose. Here's what it reminds me of. It reminds me back when they used to make licensed games for every movie and TV show. Yeah. And the licensed game came out, and sometimes it's surprisingly good. This would be one of those. Yeah. So, like, I remember when the Kung Fu Panda game came out on, like, the 360 or something. And it's Kung Fu Panda, so you don't expect it to be good. But I remember that game being surprisingly fun, repetitive, and not amazing. But for a licensed game, not bad. This feels like it'd be based on a movie and a surprisingly good game based on a movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I like it. I don't love it, but my son Shepard, he totally took over this game. That's why I've only played it for the one hour that I've played it is because he's been playing it and he's already united several of the tribes and he's just flying through this game. He's digging it. He totally yeah. loves it. So, Hey, at least it has its value then. It's definitely not bad. I know some people are really trashing on it because I think it's Metacritic is like 67, 68. Listen, this game is certainly not a bad game. It's just not a AAA super polished game, and that's fine. So, so what do you think about the weapon customization? Because I was watching the video reviews, and it just it looks completely absurd, but like in a fun way. I, I didn't get into that part of the game yet. I oh, okay. For that. Derek, have you played it enough to see that stuff? Um, what what part? The like the weapon, the weapon customization and Biomutant. No, because I started it on the Series X and then I jumped to PC. Okay. So I'm not super deep in. So I haven't really. I've leveled up a few times, but I haven't gotten any real loot yet. Okay. What are you playing right now? Resident Evil Village. Okay. He's playing, uh, not listening to what we're saying. Well, it's, it's, it's keeping him awake. That's fine. I hey, was Derek, falling your, asleep. So. Your thoughts on Biomutant overall, outside yeah. of like how it looks? Like, Do you like the way it plays, the combat? Does it feel fun to play? What's your thoughts on Biomutant? So when I first started playing on Series X, I I don't remember what class I picked. I think it was Commando, because I, I had watched... I'll make it quick, but I oh, had so watched... classes. Okay. Yeah, I picked Mercenary. So I had watched... Um, Fighting Cowboy do his review, and I've already talked about him in past shows. I respect him. He's all about gameplay, um, and he's a real smart gamer. And so he was basically saying how hyped he was for this game and how Biomutant is basically a huge disappointment. Like, he liked it, like, the first three hours, and then after that he was just like, this is trash, and he showed his reasons why. And one of his biggest things was he felt like the guns were so OP and that the melee, and he's talking later on in the game, so people that are like, I love it, I don't know what he's talking about in the beginning. No, the first couple hours, that's not what he's talking about. But later in the game, when you fight like more difficult enemies, they basically can just slap you away like you're, you don't exist. Meaning that he's saying that melee is basically pointless. Yeah. So, um, because of the way it, it's it's structured right now yeah um so anyway so i chose commando because i was like well i'm probably going to be using my gun a lot well i decided to check it out on pc and obviously with my pc there are upgrades but there are certain games where it's like okay it looked good on the series x but holy crap did it look way better on pc runs better just everything's better so i was like you know what i'm gonna create my little darth maul rat and i'm gonna play play it on pc so when i did 
my PC character, I actually chose the Psy Freak. Yeah, that's what my I son wanted them to have like yeah. kind of force power type things because yep. I did create like a Darth Maul character. Mm. So I'm loving it on PC. There, are, I do have complaints. My complaints are, I can already tell the story is gonna be dumb. Like I'm like when they're talking, I'm like just stop talking. Like there was like this little Elvis character. I'm like stop, just stop talking. You're annoying. Well, real quick before you keep going, it's not really the characters that talk so the characters all do this like gibberish non-understandable and then like there's a narrator a, right then there's a narrator who voices over everything and, is, and he'll tell you what they're saying yeah that kind of works in a way but i'm already finding it annoying in my first hour of playing I don't he know. reminds me of fable so i'm not annoyed yet because i feel yeah. like i'm playing a fable like an open world fable game well like super giant with like bastion when the guy yeah. was narrating i hear that he gets annoying so i will trust that all those people are more right than i am because again i'm only like an hour hour and a half into the game but um i like the world i like the character customization i like the classes all that stuff um for the little bit i've played game looks amazing on my pc it plays good meaning like the combat's pretty smooth. There's lots of combos. The guns work. There is no lock-on, which we've had this conversation before. Mm. I wanted it in Ghost of Tsushima. I definitely think it should be in this game because... Because of the guns. They, yeah, the guns, but also they just throw a good amount of enemies at you. Yep. And if yep. you are doing combos... So this is something that's not in Ghost of Tsushima that's in this game. You literally can do like fighting game type combos where one of them's like B I'm talking about Xbox controller B X A and you'll do that like boom 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 and your character will then go into like a combo move. Well because he's not locked on anybody, sometimes you'll be like, oh he's gonna swing at him and he's like, no, I'm gonna go off and do my special move at grass. And he'll do that. He'll just fight grass. And I'm like, dude, there's literally <laughs> 20 enemies, grass. and you're fighting air and grass. I need or to I've experienced it where you, you're trying to take out one character at a time, like one enemy at a time. And so I'll start the combo, and for some reason the computer decides he's actually locked on to the guy beside him. So you'll yeah. you'll hit this first. Like I had a, an attack with the mercenary where it was XXY. And so you do two slashes, and then you take – because you can dual-wield swords with the mercenary. And he starts doing like super fast stabs, which is – it's a cool move. It looks really awesome. But it kept finishing the move on another enemy right beside him. And so oh. all I was doing was kind of slowly taking down their health as a group as opposed to like knocking out enemy one at yeah. a time, which is what I like. I did I run into that too. And so that's what I'm saying. I think the combat's smooth. It's a little floaty. All the movement's a little floaty. There's it not a lot of weight to your character. Yep. But my um, issue, my biggest issue is I, I don't get it. Like you're going to throw 10, 15 enemies at me at, at some point. Why are you not giving me the ability to lock on and just focus on one? So yeah. that's a little annoying. I um, kept clicking the right stick, assuming I could lock on, and then I want to like change who I'm aiming at with that right stick as I'm fighting, but can't do it. But overall, I like it. And yeah, it's my little swimming in sevens, but honestly, after watching some of the reviews from people I trusted, I lost a lot of hype to the point where I was like, well, maybe I should just continue playing Mass Effect games. Which, by the way, I beat Mass Effect, and I did start Mass Effect 2. So those were my mains, although here I am 
halfway. I'm in the third area of Resident Evil Village, so I'm probably going to beat that again. <laughs> but um, but the point is, is I do like it. I have a yeah. feeling I am going to run into those issues that Fighting Cowboy said, where I'm like, okay, this is repetitive, and you've made the combat stupid because um, these enemies are just whacking me away like it's nothing, me- meaning that melee's pointless. Why would I even go in and risk anything? Yeah. But I have a character that I'm trying to level up as a melee fighter, so we'll see. It, the it character seems... designs are pretty cool. Like when you pick out which um, type of little rat, raccoon, whatever yeah. creature that you want, and then it gives you this circle of these five main attributes, intelligence, vitality, strength, there's a mm-hmm. few others. And depending on where you move the dot in the circle, like, hey, I want to focus on strength and vitality or intelligence, agility, your character... Your character's body size, ear size, head size, it all adjusts based on where you put it. So, like, if you have high vitality, you're going to be real fat because you can take a lot of hits. And if you do high (laughs) strength, your upper body gets big. If you're high Mm. intelligence, body gets small and your head gets real big. So, interesting. It's just, yeah, it's kind of an interesting way to design the characters and really make it feel like your own. And then they have a limited amount of like pattern sets you can choose from. So, you really can create, like Derek said, he created a little Darth Maul rat. You can kind of create your own little character to look how cool. I didn't know that there was classes, and I mean that is cool. Um, the it's main... an RPG. Yeah, I mean it's action. You level but up, just it's get all perks. about leveling up and customization. Adding, yeah. it just seems like they almost focus from like the couple of video reviews that I watch. It seems like they focused on too many things. They like divvied up their attention to like say twenty things as opposed to ten things, and try to kind of make it a, a bit more focused. Yeah, and, and it's well, just... I think. You know, I I feel like, and I kind of wanted to address this because I think it's a valid argument. Look, I get that a reviewer's job is to review the product that's in front of them, and their 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 job is to really hold all games to a certain standard. Meaning, if you're going to advertise this as a triple, I don't want to say triple A, but an open world RPG, then your the standard is they're going to then compare it to other triple a or not triple a but open world rpgs i mean why wouldn't you compare it 60 bucks right yeah it's so so. i get it but i think as gamers we also have to look at who's making these games too and the the thing with this game is this was in production forever because it's literally 20 guys making this open world game. Oh, well, there you go. So there's a lot of go, lot going on that I think a lot of gamers and reviewers are being a little harsh because it, I do think in reality when you look at it and go, okay, a team of 20 did this. Okay, they they may have they may have uh they may have been bit off more than they can chew. Right. Um, exactly. And so yeah. for me, I have a little bit more grace that I don't judge it and go, well, this isn't as tight as an EA game. Of course it's not as tight as an EA game. They don't have millions and billions of dollars and they don't have 100,000 employees doing it. (laughs) It's just them. But that's that's why I agree with with what you're saying 100%. And that's where the game probably would have had more strengths if they had gone what Dan's saying, like limit it to maybe you pick two classes to start and maybe over time you can add DLC with more classes. Well, yeah, so it's just the trying, things that... trying to do too much can really make it hard to do anything spectacularly yeah. well. I mean, without spoiling it for you guys, I don't want to say specifically, but when I was watching, I think it was Game Informer's video review, and they like specified some stuff that happens on uh, happens later on in the game involving like a certain uh, vehicle, and and like there's um, there's like different factions or different like 
whatever the tribes can, yeah. the tribes you can cite but like it's just it seems like they added so many ingredients to the game right. that it's just it's it's spread their attention to to across you know too many things and they just yeah yeah which know. is what makes it tough to compare it to your ghost of tsushima's and your, your yeah. assassin's creeds and stuff like that because derek's right they don't have an unending budget and a huge right. staff of people but they are doing kind of what they set out to do. They're creating yeah. a brand new, unique world with a new setting and unique characters. And it's not going to be for everybody. Some folks are going to be judging it possibly too harshly. Yeah. But they're going to get people like my son and other gamers like him. My son's 10 now. So he's not like a little baby kid playing. Like he's, He flies through games. He's a good gamer. Mm-hmm. And he's hooked on this one. He loves it. It's hitting good. all the right notes for him. Like it's got... A little bit of seriousness, but it's got animal characters because he's still a little kid and likes animals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it's got a little bit of everything, and and he's digging it. So, it might not be something that's going to fight for my game of the year, but it is hitting certain audiences. I think so. Yeah, it's uh, not bad. It's not your bad. Son, not your son likes swimming in seven games. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Maybe he's my son. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we got through a preview of the summer. We talked about a ton of headlines that came through. And I have a feeling, you know, maybe next week will be pretty slow news-wise, but I have a feeling the next several weeks mm. we're going to have a bunch of headlines to be diving into. And I'm excited about it. I'm all here for the E3 season. I love E3 season. So I'm hoping, yeah, be, I'm hoping we get more. But for now, I'll let you guys go. I know it's getting late for you. Thank you for hanging out on this late Friday night to do this. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you later.